Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Resources for the Blind. I'm your host, Amber Lacey. So tonight, what I want to talk about is safety tips for those of us who have a visual impairment. Um, just because, I mean, yes, safety is important for anybody, whether they're sighted, non-sighted, you know, whether they have a disability or not. Um, but I feel like it's even really important for those who have a visual impairment um so the first thing that i'm going to start with is make sure that you're aware of your surroundings whether you're sighted or not you need to make sure that you are aware of the sighting of, of your surroundings um i know that that sometimes can be hard you know to read people and be like okay what are their intentions But it's always better to be safe than sorry. So always try to be aware of the surroundings and where you are. are. If you're somewhere where there's a big crowd and something happens, whether you get mugged or whatever the case is, it's always better to yell fire than it is to yell help. I say this because if you yell help, it doesn't quite attract very much attention so if you yell fire yelling fire gets more attention than just yelling help or whatever um obviously if you live at home by yourself always try to make sure that you have some sort of light on Now, I know that it's kind of hard to think about having lights on because in your mind you're thinking, okay, I'm blind. Why would I need lights? Well, lights detour robbers and burglars and things like that from coming into your home because they see lights. Like, even though you're not home, they look through your window and see that there's a light on and they immediately are like, okay, not going in that house because they see lights and they automatically think that someone's home. Even if it's just leaving a TV on. Like something to kind of deter them from entering your home. What you could also do too is get a sign or make a sign even. That says something to the effect of be aware of dog. Even if you don't have a dog. That's another thing that can kind of deter robbers and things like that from entering your home. Because they think, oh crap, they do have a dog. You know, like... It's another thing that kind of fools them. If you live somewhere with a person who has a visual impairment, obviously some of the things that you can do would be to like show them around the home. That way they, you know, obviously you can make sure that they know where everything is. Um, Especially when it comes to if you have a home with stairs. Um, Because I was just watching a video where, you know, this mom has a daughter who has a visual impairment. And one of the things that really freaked the mom out was knowing that her daughter, you know, because she couldn't see the stairs, you know, could fall down them. So what they always try to do is keep the door to the stairs closed. 
um, you know, because they just recently moved into a new house. So what they do is the girl's brothers have bedrooms downstairs. So what she does is they have actually a self-closing hinge. So that way when the boys go down to their bedrooms, the door will just automatically close. So that way she doesn't have to worry about them forgetting and then her daughter, you know, falling down the stairs. Because that's obviously, like I said, it's something that really petrified her and made her very nervous like oh my gosh my daughter's gonna get hurt on these steps like it really scared the crap out of her um you know just making sure that you know obviously one of the things too is making sure that things are picked up you know chairs are pushed in that way if you have someone who's totally blind and can't really see any you know anything they don't trip over things or run into things even if it's just a simple like pulled out you know chair that's been pulled out um i took a safety court like a correspondence safety course a couple years ago and one of the things that this course recommended is that you have an emergency plan When I say emergency plan, I mean, okay, what do we do if there is a tornado? What do we do if there's an earthquake? What do we do if there is a fire or someone breaking into our home? So they recommend that you have these plans in place. You know, as far as what to do for each emergency. What if we do, what do we do if there's a flood or a hurricane or whatever the case is? And they recommend that you put these plans into place and you practice them. You have drills. So that way, when the real thing comes up, you know what to do. Just because when emergencies come up, we all have the tendency to freak out, you know, get scared. And when we freak out and get scared, our minds will freeze. And we tend to forget, like, okay, this, you know, so it's always good to have a plan in place. To, so that way, when the real thing comes up. When the um, real thing comes up, you'll at least be able to know, like, okay, this is what's going on. This is what we need to do. For those of you who are blind or visually impaired and you have an iPhone, they have a new feature now to where, or I don't know how long this feature has been in place, but they have a feature to where you can enable emergency contacts. That is done through your health app on your phone. Basically, what you do is you go into your health app and there's a way for you. I have to look it up again just so I can remember how to do it. I can tell you all next time. But So, what, what you do is you go into your health app and you enable emergency contacts. Now, I've done people who are close to me just so that way... If I have to call 911 for some reason and I need someone to be there with me, they can be there pretty quickly. Um, So, like, I've done, like, my parents and my brother and his girlfriend and, you know, people like that. So, basically, what happens is you enable the emergency contacts on your phone. And what ends up happening is, so, if you call 911 on your iPhone... Your emergency contacts that you've enabled or that you've listed as emergency contacts will actually get a text with your exact location 
and it will let the people know that you've called 911. Now, in the safety course, I did read that you're supposed to have one that's like, I don't remember exactly how far, it was like over 150 to two, you know, 200 miles away, so that way if you have to evacuate for some reason, you can call this emergency contact and let them know that you're okay. And then that way, if people who are worried about you, you know, if you have people that are worried about you, they can contact this emergency contact and say, hey, do you know where so-and-so is? And then they can say, yeah, she's fine. This is where she had to go because they had to evacuate. Um, There was something else, too, that I was... thinking of um and see the thing I like about my phone too is like whenever I push like the power the button on the right side as well as the volume up or volume down button to turn my phone off I can also flick right and it will actually give me the option to call 911 um so instead of actually having to like be like hey Siri call 911 you know or whatever you can actually just do it that way. And that's what I like. So, like, if I'm ever in a situation where someone is breaking in and I don't want them to hear me in my hiding place being like, Hey, Siri! You know, like, I can just do that option and have my voiceover turned down so that only I can hear it. And then just call them. Um, and see, that's a good thing, too, is, like, if you have your emergency contacts enabled, because the one thing that I've always learned is if you call 911... A lot of the times they will have you stay on the line with them until help arrives. So enabling your emergency contacts is a good thing to do. So that way, obviously, they will know what's going on without you having to call them first before you call 911. And I'll tell you what made me do this. So a few years ago, I was having to, or I was getting ready to go stay with a friend we actually had our cat at the time and I was kind of getting stuff ready for her as well as our dogs and I was in the kitchen washing out the water bowl that we keep because we kept one inside and one outside for the dogs and then I think another one outside you know out front for the cats or for the cat I guess I should say so we only had one um so I was getting the indoor water bowl washed out and all of a sudden our smoke detector starts going off at the time, of course, I had a flip phone. So there was no way for me to enable emergency contacts. So, of course, I called my mom, left her a message. I'm like, hey, not to freak you out, but our smoke detector is going on. I haven't, you know, I don't smell anything, but it's going off. <laughs> she freaked out. You know, of course, she ended up freaking out anyway. So we ended up. So she went and told her boss, she's like, I gotta go. My daughter just called. She's home by herself. She's, you know, saying that her detector's going off. She's blind. You know, she says she doesn't smell anything, but, you know, still, like, I need to get out, get home to make sure she's okay. And he's like, yes, go. Well, she knew that we weren't, or that she probably wouldn't make it in time. So she actually had to call a family member and ask them to come figure out what was going on. 
and then she called 911 so that way just in case there was a fire that wasn't being smelled or spotted yet you know they would there would at least be professionals there to kind of assess the situation luckily it wasn't anything serious it was just really dirty but good way to have definitely a good way to have a fire drill <laughs> that day um so it's situation it was that kind of situation that whenever i first discovered i could do that on my phone on my iphone i was like okay i'm doing it so that way all i have to do now is just call 911 and everybody that's in my emergency contacts will get notified so if you are someone who is blind or visually impaired and you either a live on your own or B, you live with family but spend, you know, most of your days by yourself and you have an iPhone, that is something that I definitely recommend that you do. So that way you don't have to worry about a situation like that. Also, like I said, just make sure you have a plan in mind as far as what to do for each and every emergency. Um, that way... You can practice it and know what to do when the real thing comes up. I mean, yeah, you may be like, well, I live in one of the safest neighborhoods. Yeah, that's true. But even though you may live in a neighborhood that's really, really safe, there's really no way of knowing if and when something could happen. So it's always better to be safe than sorry. Anyway, that is today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that this was informational and educational, and I will see you all next podcast.